Hey besties! Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that while we discuss our own thoughts and opinions, just remember we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Hey Katie! Hey T. How you doing, girl? You know, we're hanging in there. That's that's good. That's swell. I'm happy. How, how are you doing? You know what? I'm pretty good today. That's good. Is it because Goodreads is finally working a little bit today? Um, yeah. Finally. <laughs> it's honestly like such a first world problem with such a pain in the ass when it's down. No, like because it's it was down for a long time. Yeah. It wasn't just like, oh, like an hour or two. It was down since last night. It's yes, it was a pain in the ass. And I finished a book last night and like I truly hate when I'm in the mood to do a review Mm -hmm. and it's not working. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, now you're going to get a half-ass something because I don't feel like waiting and doing it later. That's why my love theoretically um, Goodreads review is like not – it's like three sentences where I actually really enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. That's literally how done and dusted was for me because I was trying so hard last night to write something. And I was like, all right, Goodreads, if you don't want to work, then you're not going to get a good review. Yeah. And also then I like – well, I already had another book on my Kindle started, so I was like, okay. But at first, I was going to start a different physical book, but I was like, I can't start something unless I can mark it as currently reading on Goodreads. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> Such so problems. I know. So I was like waiting, and then I was like, yeah. you know what? I started. I started an arc yesterday on my Kindle, so I was like, I'm just going to finish that. I honestly, just started two it, arcs. It was the, it was the push that you needed, and honestly, your your. Because we were texting last night, Mary, Teresa, and I about um, like what we're currently reading, what we're going to be reading next. And because you said you were reading the arc, I was like, you know what? Then I'm going to who? Like nothing else is getting in this way. So I started it last night as well. Yeah, I'm reading that. So we're both reading the Beyond the Veil arc, which is like the bridging book between books eight and nine for Zodiac Academy. Um, I believe it comes out on Friday the 30th. Yes. Um, and then I also started a net galley arc of Do Your Worst by um, Rosie Dannon. She's the author of The Roommate. Um, okay. And I'm really enjoying that as well. Um, but yeah, I think I'm like 30% into Beyond the Veil. I'm kind of taking breaks because it's not really like a plot kind of story. So like, I feel like it's just going to get like repetitive. Um, it's like basically what is going on with all the dead people during the events of Zodiac Academy book eight. So like, we're not, I mean, I don't feel like we're really learning a lot right now. Um, I know that Lance's dad is working on helping to find some of the guild stones. I'm like having a hard time understanding how exactly. So they're in like the in-between, like it's not heaven, it's not hell. They're kind of in like this like purgatory and they, are able to see their loved ones. But like a few times they say that they can interfere and then, but then they do, or like they try to. So I don't really understand how like Lance's dad finding out where the guild stones are is going to help them because like they can't communicate with the living. Yeah. And I think right in the beginning too, it's um, Tori and Darcy's father says mm-hmm. that they in particular are not allowed to interfere or help, but they can observe. 
Yeah, but like they're co- every chapter is like them trying to interfere and help. So That's I'm like, it. why make that like a dis- yeah. I mean, again, we haven't finished it yet. No spoilers. That's just something that I've picked up on so far. I think my hope for this, I don't want to say book eight, but like a taste in my mouth, but a taste in my mouth, you know? Um, yeah. Like I was, I mean, I gave it five stars. I loved it while yes. I was reading it. But yes. like the longer we've been sitting on it, the more I'm like. Well, and I think, I think, how do I want to phrase this? It's, it, you know, it is like, I enjoyed it. Was I salivating and foaming at the mouth for it? Yes. Like, did I read it in like two days? Yes. Like Teresa said, it's a five-star book. But I can understand when everyone else was talking about it, the frustration, of course, at not getting the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I w- we won't spill any kind of spoilers here just in case you want to like do it for yourself or you want to whatever. But like, there are some things that happen in a card that you're kind of almost like scratching your head at like, how now are we going to wrap this all up in the next book? But right. I, think, I think the one thing that like honestly gets me, there are a lot of point of views in this, in book eight. And I... I do feel that some kind of were not needed. And in one person in particular, it went from like being funny, cutesy to like, okay, you're actually annoying. And I think you and I both skimmed those chapters. Geraldine. Geraldine. Geraldine yeah. was fun more so in like the first couple books. And that this whole book, I was like, honestly, shut up. I don't need to hear your stupid analogies anymore. Where I, I actually really yeah. liked her little analogies prior. But I think yes. the one thing to me that annoys me above all else is the length of this book so like five and six are, are thicker they're not like m- massive but they're thicker book seven obviously is what over a thousand pages and now we have book eight over a thousand pages and book nine i mean the t- interested right. sister fashion it's probably going to be over a thousand so like if you if you just started or like want to start I can very much understand why the size alone of the last three books would deter you from reading them. Yeah. And like, I, like I loved book seven. Like it is one of my favorites of the series. Um, But there wasn't a lot of plot happening. So I was like, really, I mean, book eight was supposed to be the last one. So I was like really hoping for just like a lot of plot movement and development and I feel like we just got a lot of like the same like we we're nothing, beating a dead horse. Like nothing changed. Like yeah. I I understand their writing style and like maybe they felt like they couldn't finish it by by the end of book eight. And I would rather them finish it correctly than like rush yes, it ending. But I do feel like the way that book eight ended, like they they gave the characters they like more to have to overcome yes. in book nine. So now I'm like, can they even finish it by the end of book nine, knowing that like how their writing style is yeah. like, I don't, I mean, I don't, again, no spoilers, but like, I don't need any more like romance. Like no. now I just need plot. Yeah. Give me all. Like, and I think that's again, what's upsetting about not upsetting, but just a deterrent for book eight is like, like you're, it's almost like a repeat of seven. Yeah, like nothing, nothing, nothing happened besides book no seven. Thing. But like, right, it doesn't even happen One, until like like towards the end. I think it's at like eighty percent. Yeah, something happens, but otherwise, like everybody is in the exact same place by the end of. Basically, everybody's in the exact same place that they were. Like, some things get resolved. Yes but more things get added to the plate. Like, I don't think we needed 
more things added to the plate. No. But so, I mean, like I, I did skip, there was a Catalina chapter in beyond the veil and it's very Hamish heavy because obviously they're married. Um, and Geraldine's, you know, I'm not going to say spoilers, but it's very like Hamish heavy. I skimmed most of it. I'm like, I don't need to read about floundering flounders or fl- like he, Suffering there's a whole like, no, no, yeah. There's a whole like dessert. Slippery I'm saying this. I'm saying this as I'm wearing my <laughs> Academy sweatshirt. There's a whole like chapter. And again, it's maybe like seven minutes long, like reading wise. So like, it's not a long chapter, but it's Hamish basically like comparing like different like levels of like treachery to like different desserts. Ugh. And you like, have, say, yeah, that's so annoying. You did say the chapters were shorter though, which was kind of nice. Yeah. Like I, they've, they've been like 15 minute like chapters. Um, I think that's been like the longest so far. Um, I'm not like, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I love Darius. Um, we're Lance. You get a lot. Of, yeah. I said we're like, he's like not in it. Like, yeah, you're getting a little bit of his dad. Like you meet some other like, people who have passed um you meet the vegas parents like hale and marissa gabriel's biological father is there um but like hale and marissa they were parents obviously like they were raising gabriel they had twin daughters they've been dead for now like i guess how old are the girls now 20 21 years and like hale is acting very immature in my opinion um, okay. I don't know. I don't want to like harp on it because I haven't finished it yet and it hasn't come out yet. So we can move on, but we, we I, on. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Maybe I brought this all up. <laughs> no, I think I, I brought it up because I was like, oh, we're reading, um, we're reading the, uh, what's it called? The art, the but yeah. So, yeah, but I think, you know, for the people out there who are Zodiac obsessed, like we are, I think yeah. it's, I'm, I'm almost hoping this at the end, it, it restores a bit of hope that I have for book nine. That's what my hope is at the end. Yeah, of the I mean, film. the authors, the authors said that um, you don't need to read this, like to read book nine. So I'm not expecting like anything crazy that no. we kind of like don't already know about. I think it's just kind of like, it's kind of like as told as the boys, like you don't yeah. need to read it to continue, but it's just a nice addition. To I loved as told by the boys. Scene. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, so I mean, like, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not like dying and like rushing to read it. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm kind of gonna read it, like maybe like 10%, 20% until I get to the end. Um, cause again, it's not really adding to the story. It's more, it's not, like, you can't even call it a novella cause it's like 400 and something pages, but it's yes. basically just like a long novella in that the context is just kind of like bridging two stories together, but it's not giving you any new plot. I'm just happy it's like 400 pages. Yeah, and then so do your work. I think that you're gonna like this. Okay. Um, so I got the arc off NetGalley. So if I end up liking it, I would maybe suggest that you um, like put in for it. But it's On about Net-Galley? yeah. Um, again, I'm only like 20% in, so let me finish before. Cause if like you end up getting it and I'm like at the end, like, no, never mind. But it's about this girl. She's actually from like South Jersey slash Philly. 
Preach. Um, but it takes place in Scotland. She is a curse breaker. So she's like supernatural, whatever. And she goes to a castle in Scotland and is like trying to like figure out what the curse is and how to break the curse on this like old ass castle. And there's an archaeologist there. And he like thinks that like she's trying like that curse breaking isn't like a real thing and that like he doesn't believe in like the supernatural. So they're like enemies okay. like working together. Um obviously they're gonna fall in love. Like I'm literally selling into Matt Kelly as we speak. So like <laughs> yeah. So this I'll read the description of the book. Riley Rhodes finally has a chance to turn her family's knack for the supernatural into a legitimate business when she's hired to break the curse on an infamous Scottish castle. Ooh. Used to working alone in her alienating occupation, she's pleasantly surprised to meet a handsome stranger upon arrival until he tries to get her fired. Fresh off a professional scandal, Clark Edgware can't allow a self-proclaimed curse breaker to threaten his last chance for a redemption. After he fails to get Riley kicked off his survey site, he vows to avoid her. Unfortunately for him, she vows to get even. Ooh. Riley expects the curse to do her dirty work by driving Clark away, but instead they keep finding themselves in closer proximity. Too close. Turns out the only thing they do better than fight is fool around. Okay. And if the spice in the roommate was so good, so I'm assuming that the spice in this is going to be amazing. And again, it's got that supernatural kind of like witchy like vibe. And it's, I, I like know it so how far. I feel about a witchy vibe. I know. I was, as soon as I like started reading it, I was like, I feel like Katie would like this one. Okay. Then I am, as we speak, logging into Neck Alley. Okay. Perfect. Um, what else have we? True love experiment. I don't want to get oh my god, away, but we have to talk about it. Oh my god. Oh I, my god. Like okay, everybody knows not to bring up the academy again, but like Lance O'Ryan is like my number one fantasy book boyfriend. Like, I just I would marry him tomorrow. Okay, Connor Prince the third is everything. Like I I don't want to say he's my top romance book boyfriend but i'm having a difficult time putting someone above him i can understand that also wait can we like take two steps back because i don't think in the history of book wrecks from katie to Teresa, mm -hmm. have we ever had one that you have like first off i don't give them to you very often because you typically you give me the contemporary romance or rom-com recommendations but yeah. this is the first one for me to you that you actually like loved. Yes. I mean, I was going to buy it. I know you were. It, it just wasn't like on the top of my list. It wasn't like low. Give me credit where credit's due. <laughs> no, I wrote, I mean, like I, trust me, like I said, I was like, Katie, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have read it as soon as I did. No, but you definitely would have read it because you really did like Soulmate Equation. Yeah. And I love Christina Lauren books. Like I, I know that. Some of their books are not um, like people hate the, the Unhoneymooners. I I liked it. Uh, Love in other words is one of my favorite books of all time. Um, so I mean, like, yeah, I was definitely going to read it. I probably wouldn't have read it though for like a few months. Wait, we're backtracking. What was that book called on that galley? Oh, um, "Do Your Worst" by Do Rosie Dannon. Thank you. Um, no, I know you. I know you mean like it was definitely on your TBR. Definitely wasn't top of the pile, but I made you. But that. yeah. But you know what's so nice is that you were like, you really should read this ASAP. And then I did. Whereas when I tell you to read something ASAP, you wait. Wait, hold on. Wait, I have something really funny to tell you. So I filmed a TikTok. I was on like, sometimes you just get into like, you have a vibe going. Like things just yeah. stick out in your mind. And I kid you not, on Sunday, 624, whatever date that was, my 
my caption for this video. <laughs> Thinking about how I just texted my book bestie for a good wreck and how her response will be probably something feral because she's been telling me to read two books in particular and I repeatedly said, I'll do that next. <laughs> and those books, by the way, are Him and Us by L. Kennedy. And I keep telling Katie that the audio is amazing. She's like, what audio book should I do next? I'm like, maybe Him by L. Kennedy. And She's Serena like, maybe Bowen. you should stop asking me because I honestly hate you now. <laughs> Because it's so, you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm in the mood for that. I'm like, you, trust me, you'll listen to two chapters and you'll be in the mood for it. It's so good. And That's it's true. Joe Arden and Teddy Hamilton. Oh, you're like, right. The creme de la creme meets together. It, it's so good. Oh, man, I love it so much. All right, fine, fine, but true fine. love experiment. True love experiment. True love experiment. I don't want to move on until we talk about No, we about can't. This. Because Fizzy, like, I, I don't relate to her, her in, like... Like in her, I don't know how to put this. I will say how I do relate to her, I guess. Like her sense of humor is and dry. her like, how she like doesn't really like, she makes jokes instead of like showing emotions. I was like, I'm like borderline a fizzy as far as, cause I always try to put myself obviously as the female main character, but I don't always relate to them. Like I related to her a lot. And Connor is just the perfect male character. Oh, like, I, just, I don't like, think a more perfect man has ever been written. No. And if you love an audiobook, I did so start. Good. It's he so has a I'm, British accent. Yeah. I, I'm listening to King of Pride by Anna Wong, um, which I've never read before. So I'll, that is like my when I'm really paying attention audio. But mm. as soon as I finished the uh, True Love Experiment, I downloaded it on Scribe. So, like, while I'm, like, working, I've been listening to that because I can, like, kind of zone Smart. out. And the audio is really good. Like, both of the narrators are amazing. But you get Connor POVs and the male narrator has this, like, deep British accent. And it's so good. I'm trying to look up who. Um, Jonathan Cole and Cindy Kay. And, yeah, like Teresa said, the, they're both amazing. But Jonathan Cole, chef's kiss. Like. His voice is magic. Do me daddy. Do me daddy is right. I just like, like you're, like you're saying, like, I really can't, I could not relate to fizzy at all. Like I am not witty. I like, you're good at cracking the jokes, but like you pull it off. Well, I think that's only certain people that can do that. I, I, I can't, I don't want to say it's like, I wish I maybe had the witty comebacks cause I don't have a witty comeback. So maybe that's more of like an, like an admiration thing. That's why I liked her so much, but I just found her so just amazing. I just loved her. Like she was funny. She was, I don't know. I, I thoroughly, even though I could not relate, because sometimes I feel like it's hard for readers to enjoy a character if you really can't relate to, even if it's like something, like the tiniest little thing, I think it can make it a little bit more difficult. But I really couldn't yeah. relate to her in, in the slightest. But I think I just really enjoyed her character. Um, and like you're saying, Connor Prince is just, and I loved his daughter. I love Stevie. I love, like, I love, like, sometimes I feel like with interconnected standalones, like, the characters come in and out, but they don't really have much to do with the plot. I like that, like, the DNA duo or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like, Rivers, whatever. Um, I like that, like, they were, Jesse and Juno and River were all kind of, like, still part of the plot. And I love how Fizzy, like, calls river like one of her best friends like she like yeah. i like that they're all like tight I and agree. i just and also i love um reality tv so the base of the book is that um 
Connor, he normally does like humanitarian type of documentaries, like saving the planet and like things like that. And his boss is like, um, you know, we need to make something that is going to actually like produce a lot of money. So they pitch, they're basically like, you have to create a reality dating show. And his ex-wife is like a huge fan of this author because he's an author. Um, she writes like a lot of romances. And basically, long story short, Connor is like, we need this girl. And he yeah. meets her like once and he's like, she's it. Like, this is it. And she is kind of giving him like a hard time, but she like um, eventually agrees to do the show, but like on her own terms. And he kind of like, he's like the, I guess he's the producer. He's like the main guy. And um, leading up to the start of the show, she's like, okay, like we have to like become friends and like go on like adventures together and like find joy because both of them are kind of like in a rut in their like careers and they end up falling in love. And it's like so wholesome and beautiful. It's a read. I just like, to me, it's like, that is a must read for people who enjoy like just a lighthearted, fun just again, just amazing book. I, it would be a recommendation to anybody who likes a contemporary romance. I'll say if yeah, if you're a contemporary romance fan, even if you're not, even if like you you mostly read fantasy and like you sometimes dabble, I think that this is a book that you should read. This like, is a dabble. It is definitely one. I I don't want to say it's my favorite romance of the year yet because we're only six months in, but it is like top right now. It's like the top. Two. Like I'm yeah. trying to think of another contemporary that I read. Um, which like I'm having a hard time coming up with one, but it's it's up. It's clearly up there. It's yeah. I read it in the beginning of the month, and it, I still have not stopped thinking about it. Like I, but you, Teresa always reads and then will listen. Like I will be, I'm just gonna be re-listening soon because I just need to hear the story again because it was everything. I like even halfway through the book, I ran out to Barnes and Noble to buy the book so I can like hybrid. Yeah. Like that's when I knew I was like, this is just maybe it probably wasn't even halfway through. It probably was even less. Um, and then like the, and if you, if you've read it on like Kindle or listen to it, I have to suggest that you, even if you don't buy the Barnes and Noble, just go, to Barnes and you Noble. just go and read it. Cause you get, um, like a bonus chapter of all Connor and it kind of like jumps like into the future a little bit. So you get to see like their wedding and like a few other things that happen. And it's just so, oh, good. It's so I love good. it. Um, you're making me want to read it again. <laughs> like the, the last part, like I might. I know. <laughs> Really it's good. so good. It's Just so to feel good. happy. Um, staying on contemporary slash rom-com. Yes. Unfortunately, yours by Tessa Bailey. Have you read this yet? I have not read this yet. Okay, I won't spoil it. But Teresa actually asked me this, and it was she said she said she heard that it was better than it happened one summer. And this is just my opinion. No. I don't personally think anything could top It Happened One Summer or Hook, Line, and Sinker of Tessa Bailey's. But I mm -hmm. will say, if you read Secretly Yours, and if you were anything like us, where it was just one of those, like, it wasn't bad, it wasn't good, it was just mediocre, but we were okay with it. Um, I, I think her, her name was Hallie, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I could not connect with that one. But unfortunately, yours was much better. So if you do like Tessa Bailey and you just want to support her, and you want a good palate cleanse. I can't say I've sat here and thought about it, but it was definitely a lot better. I gave it a four star or four okay. and a half, according to my Goodreads. Um, yeah, no, I definitely want to read it. It's just like, again, not a priority. Um, Love theoretically. We made you a priority though. 
because well, that... yeah, we have. I mean, we are doing it for the podcast next week, so we'll talk I about actually that finished podcast. that last night. Yes, yeah, so I don't want to say too much of it, but what I will say is go to the end of the book. The whole time I'm reading it, I'm like, I'm picking up on like little Taylor Swift vibes and whatever. And then at the end of the book, um, Allie has like a list, and it's like the chapters and the corresponding Taylor Swift song. Thank and I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Only a true fan would pick that up. Well, one, um, I was like, this girl's Mirrorball. And then, like, there was one part where I was like, this is anti-hero. Like, for the, with Millicent, the grandma, which is like, everybody's out for my money. Like, they all want me dead. And I was like, oh, my God, that's literally the line in anti-hero. Like, my daughter-in-law kills me for the money. She thinks that I left them. And, like, I, like, literally wrote a note in the book. I was like, anti-hero? Question mark? And then I saw at the end, I was like, oh, my God, I was right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Nothing like getting shit right in a book. Um, I know. Have we talked about Crimson River? I do, do I do not believe we have, no. No, we have not. I'm sticking with my British accent from last week. Carrying over. Um, what were your thoughts on Crimson River? Okay. So obviously I gave it five stars. I really liked it. Um, I thought Vance was like a little dry. Yeah. I think that I liked that there was like more of like a mystery plot, like who tried, and this is not a spoiler. It, this happens in like the first chapter. Who tried to kill Layla? Yeah. And it was like, whatever. He, I've just noticed that recently I'm in a more like golden retriever kind of man mood. Okay. So Vance was like a little bit too like broody for me. Okay. Um, But I still give it five stars. Like I just like love the Edens. Yes. And I love like Vance's POV, like meeting them all and like, how, like his opinions on them. I yeah. thought it was funny like when he went to like the dinner because um, he's a true outsider. Yeah, like, yeah, he is... Like he's never met the Edens. No. I mean, I guess when, like... I mean, in the Winslow, first book, I guess, really Winslow and Memphis were outsiders. Foster technically coming in wasn't... I guess they all were besides Jasper. Oh, that's true. because Jasper, I'm like, skewed right them now. because of Foster. Well, I also think, like, each other character had way more interactions with the Edens, whereas, like, this guy was more of, like, an observer in this book. Except for with Winslow. Exactly. Yeah. So I kind of agree with you. So I don't mind a golden retriever. I do like a broody male main character. I do agree with T. I feel like he was a little like, I feel like he just like fell flat. Like I wish we got more of like his thoughts, like even in the interactions with the Edens, like maybe not having him be so quiet and just cordial. Like, yeah, I wanted a little bit more, but still anything that Daphne Perry writes, we read. And especially with the Edens, it's just, it's an, no matter what, to five star. She writes. She writes as if you're alongside these characters, like living them yes. out in the scenes. Like I love them all. Um, I want to be part of this family. Yes. Um, I think that I think that Eloise and Jasper are my favorite. Um, like I liked Layla too. Like she just wasn't my favorite of the female main characters either. But I like. I really liked the book. I liked the book too. I, I feel like I always tend, I like mystery no matter what. It's so like Winslow and Griffin, that has yeah. a bit of a mystery to it as well. I liked Winslow as well. She's like a head, she's a sheriff. So like. I love Winslow. She, she's amazing. So I, yeah. like, I definitely do. I feel like I need to reread Indigo Ridge because I feel like we've had everything else. I think they might be my top favorite. Um, yeah. I do like Eloise and Jasper. I kind of, to me, Eloise, I found almost like a little annoying. Okay. Like, 
true baby sister that could just be me yeah. because I'm big sister vibes. I don't know. Um, and I do obviously foster and um, Talia. I, I liked as yeah. well. I, I was going to say, I feel like they are the least favorite because of like the um, plot point with Foster. Yeah. Um, which, which like, don't again, get me wrong, in real life, I fucking, I don't even know if I would accept him. <laughs> no. Like, that's the thing. Like, I hate that that is like what happens. I like, I really liked Foster. Yeah. And I really liked their relationship. Um, and I know that like Knox and Memphis are like everybody's favorite, but I forget about like I never Same. think of them me either and I don't like, know I why. think that they honestly might be my least favorite like just I never think of them like when when you ask me like who's your favorite like Knox or Memphis don't I, cross my mind I don't Memphis know why was, Memphis was just like so like vanilla I feel like she was just like so no personality and I liked Knox a lot but I feel like he suffered from like her being so boring to me I hear you I'm with you on that I yeah, have to okay. agree. Look at us. Look at us. I know that's, that's an unpopular Eden's opinion. So very unpopular Eden's opinion. It's still five star book in my opinion. Oh, but yeah, no, I still love the book. I would still recommend it. I'm just yes. saying, if we're ranking the Edens, I think that I go Jasper Vale, Indigo Ridge, uh, Garnet Flats, Crimson River, Juniper Hill. But I think like it's interchangeable. I think I would also have to reread or like listen to Juniper Hill again to compare it i agree like, like it i don't know if we should ever do like we could do a reread and talk about it because i know like the Edens are very popular i mean i'm always down for rereading those um and they're short and quick but mm -hmm. i'm kind of with you like to me indigo ridge and i don't know indigo ridge to me is really good and i'm i'm not like a like she has a one night stand literally like with griffin but like i really Griffin's enjoyed hot. it griffin's fucking hot um, and like Griffin is the most, like, so they're small town romances, but like Griffin, I don't want to say he's a cowboy because he's not like at a rodeo, but he he's, owns a ranch. He so like, ranch. he's a cowboy. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, they're in Montana. So yeah, I, I, I consider that like a cowboy small, small town, but then like Knox is a chef and mm -hmm. like Eloise, I mean, uh, Talia is a, like a, a doctor. doctor. Eloise owns the hotel. Layla owns the coffee shop. I'm really excited for Mateo's book. And again, no spoilers, but when you read the end of the end, I yeah. was not, I knew obviously Mateo. I had yeah. other thoughts about who was going to be the female main character. Cause of like, I don't, think, yeah. I don't think this is a spoiler because it's at the end of Crimson River. And I think that like, now that they announced Mateo's book, like it's in the description. Is it? Should we check? Okay, check. Because I was going to say, like, they kind of are made, like, kind of throughout Crimson River, they're setting it up that you think that this one character is yeah. going to be the love interest in Mateo's story. And then you get to the end, and then something else happens okay. to Mateo. It is. Okay. So, okay. I forget, I forget the character. It's the- Vera. No, but who is, um, what's her name that works with Layla? Crystal? Maybe. Again, names. Okay, so Layla has somebody who works at the cafe with her. They're kind of like she's constantly in the story. We know that she's a crush on Mateo. That's kind of how like what the setup, in my yeah. opinion, was. Then at the end, Mateo gets a phone call that he has a child, mm -hmm. so he has to go Maybe. back to Alaska. And then the end of Crimson River 
is, and I'm, I'm not going to say who Vera is, but Mateo and her. So I'm just like, there's like my jaw hit the floor. I was like, what? I was like, which <laughs> way are we going here? Yeah. I was not um, expecting that. Yeah. So I, I'm very excited. Single dad it. though. Single dad. It might be a single dad. And I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. I assume it's, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm very curious how it's going to, he's also like the most mysterious. So I feel like it just, it's like a lot of buildup for it. Um, but yeah, I think Indigo Ridge might be my, we'll call it my favorite for right now. Followed by, it's like almost a tie between Crimson River and Garnet Flats. And I actually, it stinks. Cause like Garnet Flats to me, like the, the plot of it, like in what Foster like went through, like that really did t- in real life again. No, I don't think I could go. I just, I'm not, I'm just not that good. Which is like really far reach. Far like, reach. I just feel like it just kind of out of left field. Yes. Whereas like in Crimson River, I felt like the, F- the, fem- the male main character was just like, he was brooding everything I wanted in him, but like, I wish there was a little bit more dialogue from him. So I feel like those two are tied for me for second place, followed by, I guess I, I we need to reread these because now that I'm thinking about it, like, I don't remember Knox and Memphis' story. I remember it, but like, I cannot tell you a single. Same. So like Memphis was running away with her yes. son from her, she's like, comes from like a very rich family yeah and her ex is also very rich and i believe abusive and like i think that she like has like a horrible relationship with her parents as well was he abusive or was he like was it like a secret affair because he was like a mobster or something that's what it was yes but her parents i think were like emotionally like abusive towards yeah, her yes like, her parents way, sucked right? ass yeah yeah okay i know that there was like something that i was just like or, yeah. like emotionally like manipulative and things so anyway yes. so she like runs away um and she moves into like knox's like garage apartment yeah and he's kind of like hates her because he like likes his like own space but then he like falls in love with i don't know i just i don't I don't remember anything about her as a character that I was like, yes, I like her. Like she, I don't think she was funny. I don't think that she was. I just feel like she was very vanilla. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we do need to. I think we need I to read. Read. I okay. So the thing is, too, I read Juniper Hill and Garnet Flats on the same day. It was when I was on disability. That very like, and so I read. I read Juniper Hill in the morning, took a nap, and then I read Garnet Flats at night because again, they're so quick. And I don't know if it's because I read Garnet Flats immediately after that I just like liked it because I feel like then I was comparing them so close. So for I, I don't know. Oh my god! I mean, I gave this a five star, wrote a review, and I did put at some point. <laughs> so maybe this should get bumped up. Any man that has an eight pack and feeds me mac and cheese or carbonara is a ten out of ten for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So maybe a bump up. <laughs> No, that's the thing. Like, I like Knox's character. I just don't think that I liked. All right, Memphis. maybe not this month or next month. I don't even want to say like August. I do think we need to find time. And I do remember listening to a lot of them on audio. There's one of them I did not like, like on audio. Um, Garnet Flats I liked on audio. Maybe it was Jas- Jasper Vale. I did not like the audio. I ended up downloading the book. So maybe yeah. we do do a reread at some point. I mean, it's narrated by Maxine Mitchell and Jason Clark, and I know that I like them. 
Um, and the audiobook, it says it's eight hours, but these books are so short that I assume it would probably be more like four if you're listening at like a 1.8. Jasper Vale is narrated by different people. It's Lance Greenfield and Lucy Rivers. For me, it just, I, I could not, I could not, I had to stop. Like I couldn't even focus or pay attention. Um, yeah. which also could be why I was deterred and then like restart the book. Like, so who knows? But I do think, um, we should do a reread at some point. Yeah. I mean, maybe the, I wish that the audio was on scribe because a lot of Devney's other books are on scribe. Yeah. Um, but the Edens aren't at least not last time I checked. I wish you just... can like lend each other audiobooks Cause I would give you mine. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. Like, I'm like, what now I'm going to have to like Bye. spend $60 on audiobooks. All right. Well, to be determined on the reread then. Yeah, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Another good quick read, and this is, again, coming from someone who, Teresa's a much faster reader than I am, but I do have a child, so I feel like if I can put that into perspective of how fast I was able to read this book, Done and Dusted, I think it's only like 290 pages. It's free on KU, obviously, because it's KU. Um, I think I gave it a four stars, but like, dare I say, it's probably like a 4.5. Maybe I was just like trying to, it's a 4.5. We're going to change that right now. But it's so fun and so quick. And for something I think that short, I think mm -hmm. it takes some skill to kind of not rush a plot line, put enough into it where you feel like you're within the story yourself, throw in some good spice here and there and like wrap it all up nicely. And I think Lila Sage did a really nice job at that as like her okay. debut. Like that's really hard. To me, that's hard to do. I feel like if you're like anywhere over 300, you could probably get through, but she did it in 290. And to me, that's very yeah. fucking impressive. So I would highly recommend it. It's brother's best friend. Um, the one thing I will say is like the brother got like a little annoying, but like, like it's a blip of like an annoyance. Like it's not enough yeah. to ever sway a like decision either way. I just don't think I'd want to give it like five stars. I'm like, over like to me, like again, um, the true love experiment, five fucking stars, five yeah. billion stars. This isn't, but it's like, it's very, it was very good. Um, yeah. I have 28 highlights. Who am I? So Ooh, like, okay. Yeah. So like she did, I think a really nice job of like making it very relatable. I feel like that's what something that Allie Hazel was very good at doing too, is like, she kind of like brings up millennial things. So I'm like, oh my God, this is so relatable. Even though like these are yeah. STEM people, like I have nothing fucking in common with these people, but no. she makes everything like very like relative. So that's what I feel like Lila did. Um, so it's another quick, quick read that I highly recommend. Are you smiling I just at No, I'm smiling. I had a thought. Oh. <laughs> I would never smile at him. Um, <laughs> I should have said Winston. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Yeah, yes. Um, no, again, we'll talk about love theoretically, obviously in depth, and I'll bring this up definitely next week. But I wanted to say that I was going to text you earlier because I feel like Allie Hazelwood listens to the podcast and she took notes because um, nothing that Elsie wore made me want to kill myself. No, I will agree. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Maybe wow, she she's you. wearing like a sweater dress and leggings and a sweatshirt. I was like, how crazy that she's not wearing some like cringy ass fucking graphic tee with some corny ass fucking saying on it. Say it louder in the back for the people in the back, Tay. <laughs> Scream it. Um, okay, so I read an arc. Um, Time to Shine by Rachel Reed. I do not believe I talked about this in Last Spilling the Tea because the dates on my Goodreads say that it was, I read it after. Anyway, um, Rachel Reed is the author of Heated Rivalry and The Long Game, the MM Hockey Romance that I love. Mm-hmm. 
And um, this, like, heated rivalry in the long game are, I think that I would say it's more, it's like a more mature read. Like, there is, like, a lot of good and, like, funny banter. But Time to Shine felt more like a romantic comedy of an MM hockey romance. Um, But I did like it. I gave it, like, four stars. Um, That's good. Yeah, and then I did the audio of So Not Meant to Be, which is the Kane Brothers book two by Megan Quinn. I had an issue with a not-so-me-cute, and I've brought this up, I feel like, a few times, because I didn't like the fake pregnancy plot of a not-so-me-cute. So the two main characters in that book decide to fake a pregnancy as a way to get help um, Huxley, Kane get like business from this guy whose wife is pregnant and it's just like a very gross like plot and story yeah um it's like addressed in the book about how terrible it is like it's very like self-aware but i uh, it really bothered me like i i felt like they shouldn't i feel like at the end like once everything came out like he shouldn't have gotten this business like the guy was like way too like understanding and like forgiving um yeah anyway a not so meant to be which is book two i liked a lot more i liked jp so much better than huxley um and i did like um oh my god what's her name kelsey okay i did like kelsey a lot um but like a little thing that like annoyed me with it and I think this is just like nitpicking because like mo- I really did enjoy it. And I think the audio is great. It's a duet and like I'm a sucker for a duet. But um, there's just like a lot of like they very like JP is like very clearly likes her. And she is like the kind of person that like cannot fathom that any like that he would like her. So she's like every time he does something nice for her, she's like doesn't like believe it and like doesn't take it for what it is and she's kind of like mean to him like thinks that he's like trying to like fuck with her that was a little bit annoying okay and then i read make it sweet by Kristen callahan which was marketed as a hockey romance and like this is my biggest pet peeve and you know this just because a book has hockey in it does not mean that it's a hockey hockey romance. romance like the main character in make it sweet he's a hockey player but in the first chapter he is hit he has concussion syndrome so he's retired throughout the entire book so i'm like let's not call this a hockey romance he like very briefly at the end considers going back to his team okay but he doesn't no the like 98 percent of the book is about him cooking and baking like it's not a hockey it's, romance then. It's a baking <laughs> romance, right? Um, and it was like very insta love to me. It was like cute. I kind of wish that I just like did it like for free on scribed audio. Um, but I got it as like a gift basically. And okay. it was cute enough. But like, I'm not going to read this. Like, I, I'm never going to think about it again. It's like a three, three, two, five. Ish. I hear you. Um, but I think that's all that I've read since the last time. I've had a good month. Same. I think the only other book that I read was The Unbound Witch, which is book two to The Unmarked Witch. I did do the audio of this. I enjoyed the audio. I will say 
Um, I think her name is Kirsty. Terrible with names. She's like the main. She's Raven, who's the main main the female main character's best friend, and she's like a ghost. Um, she had. I thought like she was gonna have like a couple sprinkled in point of views. But she had like alternating point of views with the female and male main character. And to me, that almost like it took away. I think it was just a little bit yeah. too extra. Um, but if you liked The Unmarked Witch, I still would read it. I I thought it was good. Um, it does dabble with some sapphic. Um, you got a couple of scenes. So Spice was very good. Uh, but yeah, that was my only other thing with that. Not enough to like sit here and rave about in my opinion. In my opinion. No. Okay. Well, that's good. So are they, is Unmarked, are they like interconnected standalones? No. Or is it a sequel? It's a sequel. Oh, okay. So definitely read book one before you read book two. Book two I mean, is, I, yeah. sums it all up. Um, but I started listening to Part of Your World today. That's a good one. I'm enjoying it so far. Not very far into it, but it's good. I like that it's short too. Um, like, again, I have my speed up to 1.7, and there's, like, five and a half hours remaining. Yeah. So that's lovely. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to buddy read Mistborn. Um, I do. I feel like I love fantasy. Okay, Mary, Teresa, and I were saying this, and I, I, I would think that other people agree. I'm sure Mistborn by Brandon, Brandon Sanderson is good. It's rated very high. There's a shit ton of reviews. Um, I'm sure I'll like it. I think I was, like, maybe... <laughs> 58 pages in i was also alone with a baby all week yeah since wednesday's so like i was exhausted so like you can't really read a fantasy book in my opinion exhausted but and maybe t you could say better than i but like i feel like it doesn't bother me when or it does not bother us when a contemporary or a rom-com is mediocre no but we are bothered when a fantasy is mediocre yes and I'm not saying this book is mediocre. It's just, it's a fantasy, so it's hard to read. But, like, my, I guess my thoughts got derailed right there. But that's how we feel about that. I'd be curious yeah. if like, other people feel that way, too. Well, I think I was complaining last time, too, that I was having a hard time getting through For the Throne. And it wasn't because I didn't like it. I just, like, wasn't in a fantasy reading mindset. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've just been, like, really tired and, like... I just kind of need something that's more mindless lately. Yes, I can agree with that. So it took me a while to read it. I was enjoying it while I was reading it, but I would only read like a few chapters at a time. And then like the last 150 pages, like I binged um, and I liked the book. I gave it four stars. Like it's only a duology. I like the story. It's like kind of like a dark gothic kind of fantasy. Um, it just, I just wasn't in that kind of fantasy mood. Yeah. And when it's like a heavier fantasy, which I believe Mistborn is also kind of like it's heavier, you know, it's heavier, and you have to like really, really commit brain power to it, and you're not, you don't have the brain power to commit to it. It's you're hard. like almost doing the book a disservice by trying to push through, because then I feel like you end up rating it lower. But it's not because the book's bad; it's more like your mindset wasn't right. Correct. So that's why, like, I put it on the shelf right now. I will go back to it. I am intrigued. But, yeah. like, I'm going to do the ZA book first. There's a couple other things I think I might try to tackle prior to going back to that. Like, even, like, Daughter of No World, I still haven't read book three. Teresa raves about the series. Like, she's obsessed with it. I yeah. want to read book three so bad. I loved book one and, one and two. But, like, I just know because I haven't been in the mindset and I'm tired that, like, I can't – I would never 
ever do Carissa Broadbent dirty like that. No. That's why. So I wanted to read Slaying the Vampire Conqueror, which is like a standalone that she wrote um, this month. But like, again, I've been having not the best fantasy month. So I'm like, I'm not going to force it. I'm just going to keep it on my, like move it to my July TBR pile, um, which I actually have down here right now. And um, hopefully I'll get to it in July. I think I want to start off. Okay, wait, I'm just going to hold it up, you know. Only if you're watching on YouTube will you be able to see this, but you'll be able to see it, Katie. It's called Radiance by Grace Stravin. Okay. So <laughs> the cover is like terrible, but I like yes. wanted to own it. I can't explain it. I can understand that. Actually, looking at the cover um, of the Net Galley book, whatever it's the called, Do Your Worst. Worst. Like yeah. the, the people aren't like the best, but like I low-key... Yeah. want it because of like the chandelier and like the cool mirrors <laughs> like i almost like, if like, it was wanted, good. like go on goodreads if you're listening and look I'm up radiance by grace stravin because it's okay so it's part of her master of crows i think it's a duology okay i don't know so it's a friends to lovers fantasy book and there are two different like species Okay. And apparently they think each other are like the most hideous creatures, but they end up like becoming like really good friends and falling in love. So like, I like read that and I was like, I feel like I'm going to really, really like this. It's actually like pretty, I think it's pretty highly rated. Okay. On Goodreads. Um, and I like thought the cover was so ugly that I wanted it. <laughs> I can, it's like dogs. Like sometimes dogs are so ugly that they're cute. Yeah. Like, Again, and I love da- the Daughter of Lost Hearts, like, trilogy, the Daughter of the World. I don't love those covers, but then, like, I love the book so much that, like, now I you love them. You need to them. own them. So, like, I mean, if I hate this, I'm just going to obviously sell it. Um, but there was just something, like, so ugly about it that I wanted it. <laughs> I hear you. But yeah, it's really four, a- four stars. That's not bad. No, for like a fantasy romance, like friends. Yes. To, I've never had. I've never read a fantasy romance, friends to lovers. The Same. friend is always, always, always the bad, bur- bad guy. The bad, yeah, yeah. So I, I was agree. like, I have to have it, and it's literally like two hundred and fifty pages. Like, that's nothing. Yeah. So I think I'm going to try to read this when I'm done. Um, I have to read Cruel Summer too. I was literally just about to say I'm having a hard time with like physical copies because again like at night if i'm relaxing it's easy to read on a kindle if she if leah needs to eat like she's in my arms with a bottle like so it's hard to do a book where i can like prop like my kindle or even like my ipad like i'll i have like one of those covers that like you can bend to the back and like stand them yeah so like it's easier to read on that so like i'm having a really hard time getting through cruel summer just because of that reason yeah, I mean, it is on Kindle Unlimited, I think. I was literally about to say, I might just do download it on Kindle and just, like, call it a day. Yeah, because I was going to do that, too, because I bring my Kindle to work, so if I have some downtime, I normally will, like, read for, like, a little bit, or if I just, like, need a break, um, I'll, like, go and, like, whatever. But I feel weird, like, carrying a book, like, where, like, my yeah. Kindle, I can, like, kind of, not that I need to hide it, but, like. No, but, like, I hear what you're saying. I'm a, Yeah, like, you know, like, we're allowed breaks. Like, it's literally fine. There's, like, literally a library where, like, people, like, go and, like, take breaks in. But. Um, it's definitely yeah, on Kindle weird. I just checked. Yeah. So, like, I was going to download it, too, because I was, like, I can even read, like, a little bit here and there at work. Yeah. Um, and then switch to the physical copy, too, when I'm home. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do need. I 
I forgot because I have these two arcs that I need to finish this week. So I'm going to try to read that actually next. Maybe I'll read it over the weekend and then I'll start Radiance and I'll let you guys know how it is. Please do. We want to know. Yeah. But um, next week we're going to be in depth talking about love theoretically. Uh, I'm very excited. I, re- I didn't realize that he was Adam's friend from. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that was exciting. I was like, ooh, okay. Little connection. Um, yeah, when I when he first he was like, oh yeah, my friend Adam said like my air mattress like sucks or whatever. I was like, uh, Adam. Adam. Like you don't need and to I read remember- book one to read this, but like it was a cute little no. egg. Yeah, and then you get um, what's her face? Um, Elsie's roommate. She mentions like, oh, like Elsie at the end is like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna, you know, we made plans for me to hang out when her friend like Bess comes in to town, which like that's love on the brain or whatever yeah. her name was. So I was like, okay, like cute, like little Easter eggs. Cause I know, I believe that she's like moving on from like the love series. Um, I feel like that we actually, you know what? I'm going to look it up while we're, while we're still on because like Kirk is brought up so many times, like this like weird relationship that her roommate has with this man, Kirk, yes. who is like a scientist as well. Yes. So I feel like, is that maybe what her next book is about? Maybe. I know I it's not like related to like, it's not called like love, you know, like the love yeah. hypothesis, love on the brain, love theoretically, but she does have a new book that's coming out, I think later this year. What's it called? I like have it on my checkmate. Is it about them? No. Dang. Damn it. It's a, it's a YA debut for her. Darn it. I just, I don't know. I'm very intrigued. Like, are we going to get another, like, book? Is it going in the series with this man, Kirk? I don't know. I hope so. I'm, like, very intrigued by him. Like, they kept, like, bringing it up. So that's that was my thought as well. Yeah. And I really, really liked, I don't know why I'm blanking on her name, but Elsie's roommate. Yeah, she was funny. She Like, she was, like, brought up a bit more than, like, the other side characters in the past. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was very, very, very funny. And I loved, like, her and her, like, little hedgehog. And oh, my God, yeah. It was very cute. I mean, we'll talk, again, I don't want to get into it. I can, I'll start talking about it. So, anyway, love, I, love Theoretically next week, Spilling the Tea, Lady of Darkness, Spilling the Tea. I think that I already know what I want us to read for August, but stay tuned i mean we did say red white and royal blue because the yes. release of the movie so i'm making katie either read it or do the audio the audio i can say is very good um i am going to read it like a physical copy leading up to the movie since i did the audio the first time around um but i feel like that will be like a hybrid episode where we can talk about the book talk about the movie compare the two and we could talk offline about it but I think I have a fantasy book option for August as well. Ooh, do tell. Well, offline. Just uh, in case offline, we don't agree- I meant. Yeah, just in case we don't agree to it. But, Agreed. Um, and I will release the calendar yeah. for July in like the next day or two. Um, and I think that we should be fine to release next Wednesday, but with the holiday, if anything comes up and we need to update the calendar again, just you know, check Instagram if you don't see the episode up on Wednesday. But I think that we should be fine. I think we'll should be fine. And say, because we can record at any time because we both read it now. Exactly. So we're good. I already yeah. have the July one prepped and ready. So wait, wait, what did we say? Lady of Darkness, we're moving to. Okay. And then what's the, the third other week? One? Love Theoretically is next week. Oh, duh. July 5th. Then Spilling the Tea, then Lady of Darkness and Spilling the Tea. Lovely. 
Lovely, mate. All right. Lovely, mate. Well, on that that's, note. That's the BFF Book Club signing off. Signing off. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at thebff.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at thebff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See you, fuckers. See you.